Or she like? a great big fat hobbit? Oh, uh, uh, she a great big fat person? <laughs> yes, sir. She was a big girl. <laughs> We're gonna need a big show. We're gonna need a bigger, 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 bigger. We're gonna need a big show. We're gonna need a bigger show with Mike. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of We're Gonna Need a Bigger Show's News Review! September! Ooh, first week of September. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Fall is coming. Oh, it's here. Brace yourself. Mask yourselves. Because Halloween? Yeah. Sure. Dumb. <laughs> Wear your mask for two months straight. I feel like we've run a marathon today. Yeah. Well, we've been doing a lot. We recorded another episode before this. A new installment of You Haven't Heard That? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were really put through the ringer, weren't you? Well, it was just... You listen. Mm-hmm. You and Alex gave me shit. <laughs> I didn't have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. But I said what I had to say initially, which you'll have to tune in to know what that is. Right. But Do I, we want to go into detail of what it was, or we don't even know when it's going to release, so shouldn't bother with it? No, we can, because this will release first. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It, what, Definitely. Go ahead, because you're the one who picked the album this time. Yeah, I'm the one that caused the pain. It was, Siam- was no <laughs> Siamese Dream by the Smashing Pumpkins. Cameron's under this impression that I really hated it, but I didn't hate it. There were just several times you looked at me during. Oh, and- I was just shooting you looks. I was practicing my looks. Oh, okay, practicing looks. All right. Yeah. Okay. You know when you pull a look on somebody? <laughs> no. Yeah, like Jim on The Office. Oh, that's why you're doing that kind of like bunch up your, like spread out your bunch up here. Yeah. Kind of like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Good to know. Yeah, no. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. I think you and Alex carried it nicely. Okay. You had a lot of like music things to talk about. Sure. Like you guys went into depth about production and that kind of thing. And that that's. We love that's... going into depth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, be on the lookout for that, Jim, mm-hmm. coming soon. I don't know, the first one got pretty good, uh, so far has gotten pretty good play. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy about that. Yeah. It's a good segment. I'm looking forward to a continuing musical education as I go into my fourth decade, and, uh, <laughs> I need to stay a little more current. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not always listen to 25-year-old albums. <laughs> yeah, so then we had a conversation about classic rock. Mm-hmm. Made me feel real old. Now Pearl Jam is classic rock. Classic yeah, rock. Classic rock. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it made me pretty depressed to mm-hmm. think about it. I I like that it's still being played. I don't really care if if they call it one thing or another. You're a half full kind of guy. Yeah. All I'm right. a half full. Half full. Well, it's been a depressing week. Yeah. Um, Hannibal's over. Hmm. That was the big one. Well, not the big one. Not the biggest one. But that was a big one. Right. Yeah, for you to say that's the big one, that would be... That would be inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was a big one. hmm And it was a beautiful finale. Right. Very gory. I've got that to look forward to. Yeah. Um, was Edward Norton in it? No. Oh, no. No, I got it now. No. Okay. No. It's interesting, so, like, knowing how the book goes and, mm-hmm. like, how... They pretty closely followed the, in the re, in the original, or not the original, but in the that Red Dragon with mm-hmm. Edward Norton. Not Manhunter. Not Manhunter, <laughs> which I haven't seen in years. That'd be a good one. To I, do, I have to not watch seen Manhunter three and see. 
Well, you mean Hannibal? Does Hannibal retell Red Dragon? No, Hannibal retells. Or is it up to? Hannibal retells Hannibal. Or Hannibal is the the adaptation of the book Hannibal. I mean the series. Oh, the series. Yeah. The series is the is kind of a mishmash. It it has a lot of this stuff from Hannibal in it. Is it canon? Uh, not to the books. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that it it just does its own take mm-hmm. because all of the stuff where Hannibal runs off to Italy in in the book Hannibal mm-hmm. that all happens this season with, oh, okay. with Will Graham, okay, and not Clary's. Yeah, but it's really good. Um, TikTok. Clarice. That was like deep, <laughs> deep Hannibal. Yeah, that was like Alan Rickman as Hannibal. Chick, talk, Clarice. Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I did it Cockney though. Let's. We keep talking about redubbing that entire movie. Well, I we think, just need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most uh, heart. Multiple Migs. Oh God! What did he say to you? Multiple Migs in the next cell. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Call me and I'll I will, I'll say the line to you. Mm. But I'm still thinking about Alan Rickman, which I think would be awesome. Alan Rickman as Clarice. <laughs> oh, no, either. <laughs> um, the most heartbreaking thing to happen this week was that Wes Craven passed away mm-hmm. at the age 76 from advanced brain cancer. Yeah. Now, the thing that's interesting, I, I guess interesting about that is... No one... I, I mean, it wasn't public. Yeah. I think that's what makes it so difficult, is that he just... Like, he was not public about it. But they were talking about... Um, oh, who was it? Oh, American McGee, who did Alice and uh, Wizard of Oz and a few other things. Mm-hmm. He... They were originally going to do... Uh, back in, I think, 2001, he said that they were going to do a um, adaptation of Alice, and Wes Craven was attached to direct. And... He said that Wes started to get sick then, so it seems like people knew about it, but not a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah, 76, I mean, that's... It's it's older, but it's yeah, not... It was still sudden, you know? Yeah. Nobody just thought, oh, Wes Craven could die any right. minute, you know? Um, do you remember what the first Wes Craven movie you saw was? It was definitely Scream. Was it? Yeah, that really? was probably the only one for a while. Really? Yeah. When did you see the first Nightmare on Elm Street? For the retrospective. No, I take that back. Uh, I thought you had seen it before then. Uh, not very... I'm not certain, but if it was... Okay, so we did the retrospective about this time last year, is that right? right? Yep. So that was two, uh, fall of 2014. The earliest I would have seen it was fall of 2013. Oh, wow. So it's only been a few years. Okay. At the most. Um, I don't know if... The people at home can hear that, but Jesus Christ, it's like... Every time. It's like they schedule yard work around the podcast. Right. Um, yeah, I think mine was probably either Swamp Thing or the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. I grew up with Swamp Thing. Yeah. Um, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, that's the... Like, that's... That's the horror movie. Well, Freddy just scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it was just really... There was a TV show, a short-lived TV show called Freddy's Nightmares. Mm-hmm. It's like an anthology-style show. But the first episode was called No More Mr. Nice Guy. And it was about Freddy's origins, and it was directed by Toby Hooper of Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame. Mm. 
Um, but it had Robert England as Freddy. Robert, you know, continued to play Freddy throughout the series. He was kind of a host for most of the episodes, but he showed up in a few of them. Yeah. Um, but that first one, I had a VHS tape of it, and it was terrifying. Yeah. Just scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would watch, like, we would record the the sequels from, like, USA's Up All Night. And right. Shit like that, and I'd rewatch them. Um, so yeah, but we are planning a Wes Craven retrospective. Mm-hmm. You can go to our Facebook page where we have a link for a poll. Bigger Show's Big old Group. Big old Group, or the official... Well, they're both official, but the one yeah. that we post more in is the big old group. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a poll to vote for which movies you want us to cover. The reason being, he had about thirty credits, like like solid movie credits to his yeah. who to his name. Um, we we can't do a retrospective over thirty movies. We just yeah. don't have the time. Yeah. So we're gonna pick the top ten right now. It's looking like we're definitely gonna do the Scream films. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, how could you not? There's certain things. I mean, even if we've already done a nightmare retrospective, we're still going to talk about them a little right. bit. Right, yeah. I mean, we, we're going to talk about the complete body of work. Um, and I feel like we'll probably do a You Haven't Seen That. We'll republish the You Haven't Seen That for People Under the Stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll also do a You Haven't Seen That for Red Eye, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few things, you know, alternate things that we, we're going to do for films we don't necessarily get to cover. Yeah. I feel like we might do a commentary over one of the, like, lesser entries. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it'll be a... It'll be... Chuba! Uh, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, go and vote and let us know which films you'd like us to cover. And... Um, and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll we'll probably announce those within the next couple weeks. Yeah. For Halloween. Yep. So, moving on mm-hmm. from the sadness. So, Kerry Fukunaga, who did uh, True Detective Season 1, he was set to direct Stephen King's It, big, big adaptation. I think it was for New Line mm-hmm. or Warner Brothers. Uh, no, I think it was New Line. And recently, um, he departed that, and it was kind it of... dissolved in a way, Yeah, right? it dissolved, and then they announced that they were still going to do it. Well, he has come out and said kind of why, uh, why he left the project. Um, in his own words, he said, I was trying to make an unconventional horror film. It didn't fit into the algorithm of what they knew they could spend and make money back on based on not offending their standard genre audience. Uh... They were always hovering at the $32 million mark for their budget. Um, it was it was the creative that we were really battling. It was two movies. Yeah, that was the thing. He was going to make like a two-part movie. Uh, they didn't care about that. In the first movie, he was trying to elevate uh, the horror film with actual characters. Then they, he says that they didn't want characters. They wanted archetypes and just like cheap jump scares. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes on to say that the the main difference with Pennywise was that it was uh, more than just the, a clown. After 30 years of villains that could read the emotional minds of characters and scare them, trying to find like really sadistic and intelligent ways to scare children, and also the children have real lives prior to being scared. Uh, and all that character work takes time. It's a slow build, but it's worth it, especially by the second film. Uh, yeah, this is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um and I think that huh, I mean I think that the original TV movie succeeds in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Beards. 
It does succeed mm-hmm. in beards. <laughs> um, I have. I was. I had to have been like nineteen. No, maybe 2001 when I saw okay. it. So it's been a long time. Right. Have you ever read the book? No. I've read like the first couple of chapters. Okay. It's it's probably my favorite Stephen King book, and it's mm. it's up there for my favorite books of all time. Uh, it's hefty. I mean, it's yeah. a hell of a read. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it there is no way to do it. Beside, if you're going to make a movie, like a theatrical movie, two parts, is I feel like, is even pushing it. Right. Um I, th- I feel like a TV miniseries, like, to go back to that and just really go crazy with it. If Peter Jackson were to make that, 15 movies. 15 <laughs> movie minimum. Minimum. He made three out of, like, a 100-page book. He's, he needs, I feel like he will, but Peter Jackson needs to do something to redeem himself. A side note... The Hobbit is already looking like a pile of garbage. Yeah, and it's only it's that was like three years ago. Remind me rem, after this after we talk about it for a minute more. Remind me of because this isn't written down, but remind me of a Hobbit thing that I want to ask you about. Okay. Um, I feel like, and also I feel like Peter Jackson needs to go back and do another horror movie. That's what I'm saying. I feel like he has made really great movies, yeah. even recently. Yeah. Uh, the Lovely, Lovely Bones, Bones was, was really, really good. good yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, and I mean, well, with it, I feel like a, a TV miniseries would be the way to go, especially with networks now. Like, you could make that an event, like on HBO or Showtime, and really push the envelope and do it the way that King had it written, right? Um, and it wouldn't, it would make a ton of money, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, an it miniseries would be awesome. That would be enough to get a subscription to, you know whatever network sure um but as a movie i mean i totally see where he's coming from you can't it's not one of those things you can just phone in and the book is something really special yeah and you can't just have just you know cliche this isn't one of his uh possessed lampshade (laughs) stories the lampshade monster yeah um no it's not i mean do the kids have psychic powers not exactly. Okay. No. They they have visions. Okay. But not psychic powers. Crystal visions. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Crystal Pepsi visions. They have crystal Pepsi visions. <laughs> well, it's funny because it was this the new one was supposed to take place in the eighties. So that's oh funny. wow yeah. Well, the kids growing up in the eighties and then move it forward. I mm-hmm. see that's and that was and that was in Fukunaga's version. But I kind of think that they should just. Have it in the 50s. Sure. That's a big part of it, is these kids, you know, dealing with greasers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Who would the bad guys be in the 80s version? Punks? Like, would they be yes. punks? Punks that all look like Bebop and Rocksteady, but humans. <laughs> they swing chains and beat them up in alleyways. Shit, Henry Bowers would be a fucking punk. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of a, a bummer. I'm sure that they'll still make the movie, and I'm sure it won't be good, mm-hmm. but what can you do? Whatever. Whatever. Um... Steven Spielberg. There's a lot... Uh, there's a couple of things this week about directors just saying what's on their mind. Mm-hmm, maybe, uh, maybe don't. Maybe don't. Steven Spielberg said that he felt like the superhero genre was going to go the way of the Western. Um, and that it's just a phase and it will eventually phase out. Um, and it did... The way... Some people are some people are taking this very harsh as like a very harsh criticism. The way that he worded it I don't think is very harsh. No. But I also don't necessarily know that I agree. 
Yeah. Well, the way I look at it is it began, and it began pretty quickly, I think. So it stands to reason that it could end and end quickly. But haven't... (sighs) I'm not saying it's going to happen, or it should happen. Right. I'm just saying. Let's see if I can move this. Yeah. See if you can move it. You guys are coming with me. (laughs) We're on a magical journey. Um, I mean... Don't you think... Well, alright, so let's pinpoint it. Mm-hmm. 89. 89 Batman. Okay. Well, if, had... we're, if we're thinking of, as that as the beginning, I'm I thinking think so. more like the Marvel boom. Well, what I'm... But my point is, alright, if we pick... You're right. The Marvel boom, boom beginning with Iron Man mm-hmm. kind of sets off this a, a whirlwind of superhero movies. Right. But they've never really gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. There have been a few a year, or at least one or two a year since the 89 Batman, I believe, right? Superman sequels, um, the weirdo ones like fucking Steel and Barbed Wire and Tank Girl. Well, but that's just, I mean, are you talking about comic book movies or just movies with heroes in them? I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess what he's saying is the superhero boom, but I just feel like it's too big to go anywhere anytime soon. I, I mean, I always think you're going to have super powered sure. heroes, right? But I think maybe he's referring to comic book heroes, okay? And more like I say, like of Dark Knight and Captain America type. Well, here's what I think: it, the ultimate test is going to be mm-hmm. how poorly or well-received Batman versus Superman is. Yeah. I mean, really, when you think of it, it's possible. Again, not saying this should be the case or it is, but it's possible that Avengers 2 could have been the crest of the wave. You know what I mean? I think that's... Because there was a lot of disappointment as far as that Well, and the thing that the... So I read the... This article that I read about this was on Collider, and they also say that... um, I mean... Avengers 3 has to be bigger than Avengers 2, which had to be bigger than Avengers 1. Mm-hmm. And bigger doesn't mean better. Right. As Ultron proved. I really liked Age of Ultron. Me too. Is it a perfect movie? Not by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Is it a great movie? Probably not. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, th- I think it was a really good movie. Yeah. And it had some, gr- it had some really great moments. It I did. Think. It had some great moments. But overall... Most everybody's saying I didn't like it as much. Yeah, I mean, and and I think that I actually do think that I liked it more than the first one. Mm-hmm. But I, but then okay, in that same week, the next movie I saw was like Mad Max. That's what I was just thinking. Like I after Mad Max, I just kind of forgot about exactly. I, I forgot Avengers even happened. You know, and that shouldn't be the case. Like right. I mean, that should be like a. Um, um, you know, I mean, that should be a, a staying power film you know i mean mm-hmm. like you should watch that and immediately just you know latch onto it um so i don't know and it almost feels like you know joss whedon i mean he who was like super excited about the first one just seemed like there just wasn't as much excitement around the second one maybe um, i feel like I, I just feel like it's it's so much responsibility it's so many plates spinning yeah and i would I would never want that job. Absolutely not. That no. just sounds so insane, and it would not surprise me a bit if he was jaded even before the first one was even done. Sure. So. Well, and especially going into the, I mean, the, the release of the second one, there was just so much surrounding it, and right. you know, 
Um, I mean, look, the smaller ones, I like Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and, you know, Ant-Man and Human... Did you ever see Ant-Man? No, I still haven't seen No, it. neither did I. But just, you know, it seems... I mean, it got really positive well reviews. Received. Yeah. But, like, Doctor Strange is going to be a interesting sidestep. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was an interesting sidestep. But eventually they all meet. Mm-hmm. And that's just too much. That could that could easily collapse under its own weight. I mean, but you, I could have said the same thing about the Avengers that that could collapse under its own weight, and it's kind of a miracle that it's watchable. You well, know? and I feel like the second one begins to show structural fatigue. Sure. Um, now the flip side, like with DC, is they are running into not having an established universe. Mm-hmm. They did one Superman movie and are building a universe introducing two of their biggest characters in the next film. Right. Uh, being Batman and Wonder Woman, and then immediately jumping into Justice League. Right. Yikes. I mean, I, I, I don't even know what I don't even know what to predict on that. It's so And it's just so dreary. Mm-hmm. It does look a little dreary. I don't know. I don't know. I just I mean, keep thinking of what Harlequin, Harley Quinn looks like. Oh, man, know? it's so bad. And the more I see about Suicide Squad, just the angrier I get. I'm just, it's, it's, I have zero expectations for that film. Some kind of Suicide Squad. I said the thing. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, yes, this all began with Spielberg and me saying I don't think he's right. Maybe he is right. Um, <laughs> now that I've thought about it and talked it out with everybody here. Thanks, guys, for helping me talk this out. Sure, but here's the thing. If going the way of the Westerns is not a bad way to go. Absolutely not. Because you still get things like uh, the remake of True Grit and Unforgiven and, you know, really great examples of the genre even after it's been quote-unquote worn out. That's the thing. I mean, we'll still get, like, little adaptations and little things. I just wonder... I mean, Marvel is a studio now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's this thing. Of they're building theme parks, theme park attractions around these things. So it's kind of this thing of like, what is the staying power? You know, what has staying power anymore? Yeah. You know, that's like uh, the, the like the Transformer ride at Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. Jaws was there for thirty years. Transformers the ride can't stay for more than ten. Yeah. You know, and I I feel like the same thing transfers over to these movies, and and, um, I feel like they will keep churning them out, but the staying factor is diminished. Right. Uh, That's, I guess, the the thesis of what I'm trying to say. Right. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see whether or not Spielberg's right. So, were you wanting to talk about The Hobbit at the end, or just Oh, no. All right. Yeah, so The Five Armies is coming out with a director's cut that will be rated R. What? Okay, that's what I... Yeah, I was wondering if that made any sense, because I know nothing about The Hobbit. I, I mean, violence, I guess. I don't know what could possibly... Hobbit orgy? Ugh. Is there a dwarf orgy? Rated, rated no. <laughs> rated N for no. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking blood. Really? That's all I can think of. Okay. I mean, what do you... <laughs> I don't know. Like, just a lot of cursing. Cursing Dwarves. Yeah, yeah. I used to bartend at the Cursing Dwarf. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I 
I just, I feel bad. I really, it's like so many things where, you know, I kind of have a contrarian opinion and I, I have the let's wait and see opinion and I end up, it ends up that the internet's right. <laughs> um, and I kind of hate that because, you know, we were watching a little bit of The Hobbit on TV uh, like a week ago and I was just like, oh my god, It's bad. Nobody is on, there's no set Nobody's on set because there is no set. It's all green screen, and it's painful. And I think maybe that's the... I mean, that's the George Lucas syndrome. I guess. Just, I mean, ultimately... I mean, I guess we can say now, if Peter Jackson didn't want to film on location or build sets or whatever it was that made Lord of the Rings look the way it did, then somebody else just should have done it. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. I, I still wonder what the problem, like why Del Toro left the project. I, I they probably just didn't they didn't trust yeah a guy like him with a movie like that <laughs> with movies like that I guess yeah. Uh, so speaking of Hannibal, because I can't stop talking about Hannibal, Brian Fuller, in kind of a bittersweet note, uh, described what he would have done for season four, which would have been Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. and the first part of the season would have been the. I'm assuming the recapture of Hannibal Lecter. Um, and second part, much like Red Dragon, would have been uh, Silence of the Lambs. His pick for Clary Starling, Ellen Page. I can see it. I can too. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I would have, I would, I'd Sometimes pay... you, you hear these iconic characters and the picks for them, and you're like, oh, really? Yeah. Ellen Page. Sure. The, the one that I don't agree with as much is. Lee Pace as Buffalo Bill. Who's Lee Pace? Lee Pace is uh, fucking... He's in the Hobbit movies. He plays one of the elves. The big one. Is it Orlando Bloom's dad? Oh, Lee Pace. (laughs) That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in uh, Lincoln. He's like an evil senator in Lincoln. I definitely know who you're talking about. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, That doesn't make as much sense to me. Uh, I can see it. It's funny because Richard Armitage, Armitage, mm-hmm. he's he's uh, Doran Oakenshield. Yeah, well, he's uh, the Tooth Fairy in Hannibal season three, so it's mm. like he's just calling his cast from yeah, 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 from the Hobbit. Hobbit. That's funny. Um, but Lee Pace played a transgendered person in another movie, and I think he Brian Fuller mentions like that's what made him think of that, but it just seems like it's the Hobbit. Mm. <laughs> it's admit it. It's just the Hobbit uh, wearing a Hobbit skin suit. Yeah, <laughs> gross. Would you? Or like- she a great big fat Hobbit? Oh, uh, she a great big fat person? <laughs> yes, sir. She was a big girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. She was a big girl. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, that's a bummer that we'll probably never see that. Yeah. There's talk of a movie, which I don't know that you can do that. Hannibal? Yeah. Movie? Well, yeah, like continuing it as a as one movie. Mm. But you I be, would, you would I, be I would know. Well, you'd be remaking <laughs> Silence of the Lambs, and which I watched again last night, and you can't really do that. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, there was also Look inside yourself. <laughs> Just going to. Endless I don't think he can manage quotes. against quite so soon, but he is crazy. Go, go now! <laughs> uh, so... Look at the blood! 
I myself cannot. Heavy on skin cream. And sometimes I love your suit. Right at all. But not today. You see a lot, Dr. Lecter. <laughs> you see a lot, Dr. Jesus Lecter. Christ. Um, anyway, before I say we're that. We're very self-indulgent on this episode, yeah, but I'm fine with well, that. That's, it's just you and I, so we're yeah. trying to entertain each other, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bummed out, but you can't really... Oh, speak... Yeah, this is what I meant to say. I didn't write this down, but there was talk this week that Sp- Spielberg... Also, maybe... See, this is kind of him throwing a little bit of shade at superhero movies, but then he might be involved in rebooting Jaws. Huh? Right? <laughs> it, Just some sort of executive producer role or something? I would think so. Would it be so. EP on it? Oh, my God. Get out. Um, I, I would assume so. I don't... I mean, I doubt directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, I couldn't see that. No. But, oper- shark operation. <laughs> He's just controlling the shark. Yeah, with a little remote control. Um, I just think, because if it's, I think a remake is the absolute worst idea. But if it's not a remake, mm-hmm. then what the fuck is it? Just another shark story. shark. I don't, like, Another shark out for revenge, yeah, I guess. It doesn't make any sense. Psychic sharks. Psychic. <laughs> and really, who wants to see... A big budget shark movie, anymore. Well, have has there been anything of significance since Jaws? Deep Blue Sea. Okay. The one with LL Cool J. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he's in. He's that the one. chef. Yeah. Thomas Jane is in it. Sam Jackson's in it. A shark ate me. A fucking shark ate me. <laughs> um, I never saw it. I have no desire to. Oh, it has the best. Like he plays like the executive who goes to visit this, you know, shark research facility. Sam Jackson. Yeah, and he's kind of, you know, he's he's very uptight executive. Mm. But then the shark shit starts to happen, and he's like, "We've got to come up with a plan." They, they're like, they're in like the the holding area, and they're like, "We got to come up with a plan." And we're gonna get out of this, and all of a sudden, the fucking shark just leaps out of the water and eats him. It's the best out of nowhere death scene ever, because it happens at like the forty-five minute mark. Yeah, and Sam Jackson's like the star of the movie up to that point. Yeah, it's great. Um, there's a movie called Shark Night that's about <laughs> sharks in a flooded shopping mall, like an underground shopping center. Mm-hmm. Um, Go on. There've been, you know, there's, I mean, there's a few shark movies, but nothing. I mean, nothing as significant as Jaws, obviously. Sure, what is? But then you have, like, all of the sci-fi movies. Uh, the, the Sharknados. And... Yeah, but it's just, it's this thing of... We want to bring class back to shark movies, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> That's what it seems like. It's like, we're going to we're gonna make a classy shark picture again, mm-hmm. and it's... Why, why? I don't... I love sharks, and I love shark movies. I don't want to see another fucking shark movie. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. Yeah. Jaws is the shark movie. The end. Yep. It's like Anaconda is the snake movie. <laughs> is the snake movie starring Ice Cube, Jennifer Lopez, and John Voight. Uh, let us not forget Eric Stoltz. Oh, snap. So many people have, though, you know? And uh, Danny Trejo is in the beginning. You know, I haven't... I mean, maybe I should rewatch it. It's bad. Yeah. We re-watched it about six months ago. It is atrocious. Mm-hmm. It is a bit of a train wreck. Um, but I love it. Yeah. Uh, so Jaws, yeah. So Spielberg, shut the fuck up about superhero movies if you're going to reboot Jaws. 
You cannot do both. You old bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I just pictured Steven Spielberg wearing one of those plastic things that old ladies wear so they don't mess up their hair in the rain. (laughs) Yes, perfect. I I hope he does. Yeah. I'm probably going to get a cease and desist letter now. (laughs) Um, Galaxy Quest. I'm listening. Yeah, good movie, right? Pretty good movie. Yeah. It's going to be a TV series on Amazon. Okay. How do you feel about that? I mean, they're definitely shooting a pilot. It hasn't been ordered to series, but they are shooting a pilot. Well, I have a, I have a thought on all these companies making their own content, but separately from that, I think it has the potential to work pretty well. All right. Let's unpack it, this separately then. Yeah. What is your opinion of companies? Apple starting one now. So I feel like it's just turning in the cable, where um, you're just going to have to pay for so many different things, and eventually there's going to be a provider that like offers them all, maybe. And but then you... that provider will start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's content. just it's just like I, you know, obviously, you know, the the old man in me who just wants things to be simple, and we <laughs> we had Netflix, and that was it, and we were happy, and we liked it. Yeah, and I mean, really, I feel like there was a glory days of Netflix because if there, but I don't—that's a double-edged thing as well. But I mean, there's just so much original programming that I would like to see, but I don't see myself paying for it. Like not separately adding another eight dollars, yeah, you know, whatever to my my monthly bills. Right. Yeah. I mean, it gets it gets a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting thing that it can provide is the ability to save a television show. Yeah. As community and, and a few others have been saved. Right. Um, I think the Mindy project is going to be a Hulu show now. I didn't know that. Yeah. That that's, that's saved. pretty cool. Um, and a few other things. I know Hannibal was, you know, looking for a new home for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last Amazon adaptation of something else was Zombieland. There was a pilot for that, and you could watch it for a while. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. I've heard that's how Amazon's doing their thing, is they kind of have like a trial period, and enough people like it, then yeah. they'll make it. I think that's... That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool idea. Um, Different way to approach the system. Right. So maybe a Galaxy Quest pilot isn't such a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like there's enough content there to explore, you know, other yeah. things. Um. I don't know if it works without some of the cast, though. I feel yeah. like s- some of them have to come back. I mean, what's Tim Allen's busy with Last Man Standing? <laughs> Tony Shalhoub is counting his monk money. Yeah. Monk money. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Is not going to be there. Sam Rockwell probably won't be. Right. Sigourney Weaver, probably not. Mm. She's still getting a lot of shit lately. Um... Let's see. Rain Wilson was one of the aliens. That was his first film role. Yeah. Man, I need to rewatch it for that. Missy Pyle, she was in it. Um, so I don't know. Justin Long. Justin Long was the the kid who uh, gets yelled at by Tim Allen and oh. then helps him at the end. Okay. Um, <laughs> none of these people are coming back. No. So, but that's the thing. Like with Zombieland, they recast everybody, and it was ugly. Like mm-hmm. it was just gross. Yeah. It's like that's. Somebody trying to be the character? I still haven't seen Zombieland. I saw like the first ten oh, minutes. Oh man, we need to do. You haven't seen that, for but that. I've heard it's really good. I love it. Yeah, 
Um, so I don't know. This is weird. Castlevania. We're big fans of Castlevania here, mostly because of our friend Todd Rombus. Right. Um, but also, growing up in the '90s does not hurt. That's true. Yep. But this is something I shared to your wall and to Todd's wall. Mm-hmm. There is a Castlevania animated series in the works. Okay. From producer Adi Shankar, who did Dread mm-hmm. uh, and The Gray, um, and I think Lone Survivor, okay. but also the Power Rangers reboot uh, short film, um, the Dirty Laundry Punisher short film, and uh, the Venom one. I can't remember what the name of that one was. Okay. So he does these strange fan films as well. Right. You have something to say about this. Well, I have not read the articles because when I heard that it was like ultra violent, I was like, but Castlevania isn't ultra. I mean, maybe it is. The only time I can think of ultra violence in Castlevania is that there's some, sometimes when you kill enemies, there's literally a geyser of blood and or fire. Right. And it's, it's kind of. So if you were to translate that to a modern animated television show Mm -hmm. would it not be like super crazy and over the top i don't know i've just never played a castlevania thinking this is over the top gory you know what i mean here's my thing i it's gonna be in that anime style yeah i hate that Mm -hmm. i don't like anime Mm -hmm. i don't like things in the anime style right oh yeah just that kind of like really ridiculous you know um people yelling all the time right and i can't think of a show that like i think that this could look like here's the like i could get really into this i'm just i'm really afraid again not really knowing much about this not having read the articles or anything right i'm when i hear super gory i don't like my first thought right or wrong isn't like robert rodriguez super gory it's saw super gory like serious super gory with right. like a metal soundtrack and um okay like just you know because to me castlevania at it, at its heart is a little goofy sure and that's part of the appeal to me right um so, so you think it should be more tongue-in-cheek just a little bit you know just okay. fun you know fun it doesn't yeah. have to be silly but sure. again that's these are all impressions i'm getting based off Almost nothing. I so. feel like it should look like uh, one of the 90s cartoons, like um, Pirates of the Dark Water. or I could um, kind of see that. You know, that style. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the there, fact that there was never a Castlevania cartoon before this is a little surprising. Well, there's the, there was that Nintendo show, Captain N or something. Was there... And there was a Simon Belmont character. Oh, okay. But from what I understand, I've never seen it. From what I understand, they... Uh, Simon Belmont character was like this blonde, narcissistic, like uh, okay. foppish jerk. Okay. I don't know where they got any of that because that's yeah. not the impression I get from any of the games. Or from Todd. Right, or from Todd. Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. It could be really cool. And there are some anime shows where I've just I'm floored that they were able to take something so intricate and detailed and animate it. Like, I got hooked on Attack on Titan, you know, about a year ago, and just blew through it. The anime-isms are heavy and, again, painful, 
I can't get over him. But the way it's drawn, like the actual art, yeah. like that, and like Afro Samurai and stuff, is just amazing. So if they were able to do something like that, I'm all for it. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eddie Shankar is a, a very uh, polarizing human being, so he's he's very opinionated and mm-hmm. and um, it, it seems like a love him or hate him kind of guy. Right. So we'll see what that ends up being. Mm-hmm. The last thing I want to talk about is another director saying his piece uh so we were both fans of it follows as were a lot of people oh here we go do you know what this is about yeah uh quentin tarantino recently did a very large interview with vulture um a large meaning in-depth interview with vulture and he had a few things to say about it follows Mm -hmm. now i should preface this by saying that he liked the movie right but he also said that he had some problems with it, and he mm-hmm. said the following. He said, it's one of those movies that's so good that you start getting mad at it for not being great. The fact that he didn't take uh, take it all the way makes me not just disappointed, but almost a little angry. He said he broke his mythology left and right and center. Uh, we see how the bad guys are. They're, ca- they're never casual. They're never just hanging around. They're always, they're, they've always got uh, that one look, and they always just... Pro- always progressively move towards you. Uh, yet in the movie theater, the guy thinks he sees the, the girl in the yellow dress. Uh, so he's kind of questioning mythology at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And then the movie keeps on doing things like that, not holding on to the rules that it sets up. Like, okay, you can shoot the bad guys in the head, but that just works for 10 seconds. Well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, what's up with that? And then all of a sudden... The things are aggressive, and they're picking up appliances and throwing them at people. Uh, now they're strategizing. That's never been part of it before. I don't buy the things. Uh, is getting clever when they lower him into the pool. That's never. They're, they're not clever. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I mean, I, I, I. Number one, Quentin, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. I think. Yes, you. You're a. a Autor, you know, you are a, a uh, probably, you know, one of the most prolific filmmakers working today, but you have never known when to shut the fuck up. That's accurate. And I think this is definitely one of those cases. David Robert, or David Robert Mitchell fired back by saying on Twitter, hey, QT, uh, we should get a beer sometime. I've got some notes for you, too. Yeah. Um, fair. Fair. Um... I, I mean, no, there, I don't think that there is a set mythology mm-hmm. ever in the film. That's part of what makes it so interesting is that it is up to your imagination and that things do change about it. Um, I didn't find a problem with any of that. Here's, here's my thing is um, to, when it comes to logic and things making sense in, in a movie, mm-hmm. I honest, I don't really care that much. If right. I'm breaking down your movie and talking about how I didn't think, didn't think it made sense, it's really just I didn't like it. Right. And this is the quote-unquote reason I didn't like, what, like it when really it has nothing more. It has everything to do with the way I was feeling at that moment and your aesthetic sure. and how it you know jives with mine. Right. I mean, this also comes on the, just earlier in the interview, he said that, you know, that he could have made Scream better, and it's just like, dude, who gives a shit? 
Right. And that's the thing is, you know, there, there may have been, I don't know, I haven't read the interview, but there may have been some goading on the part of the interviewer to get Quentin to say stuff like that because he knows he's going to. I mean, unless they left something out, no, there wasn't. I read the entire interview. Well, did he ask, you know, what have you seen lately? And He just asked him what he, you know, what he what he watches, what he likes. He didn't sure. ask, you know, he didn't okay. t- tell him to, to pick apart this movie. Quentin kind of, you know, went for that on his own. And there's a few instances like that in the interview. And it's and it's sad because like there are things that I see from him that I think are really inspiring, like the, mm. some of the stuff he talks about. But then in the same breath, he'll do something like that, and it's just he just he loses so much credibility and 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 just you know it's just like dude, you know, there's no reason for this. Yeah, you you are a, a megastar director. You have all of the power. Why try to diminish what somebody else has done? The fact that it, uh, we've talked about this before, the fact that It Follows ever got a theatrical release is fucking astonishing. Like, right. that is astonishing. 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 There's no reason for Quentin Tarantino to take it upon himself to just fucking trash talk. And yeah, not even. And so- he, he may not even be the type to sit there and think for a second, should I. Oh, like he's he, definitely not like not thinking about the consequences of what he's doing when it comes to the way it might be received, you know, to the people he's criticizing or to the fans of the people he's criticizing or whatever. I mean, he has to realize that he's an, he's not an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, he he has to have seen the business that it followed did, right? And that it is an important movie this year. Like, who are you to? I mean. I'm sorry. No, no, like no amount of success makes you qualified to do what he did. Yeah. You know, like no amount of success makes it okay to just tear into somebody else's work like that. Right. Um. You know, because I mean, we. I mean, that's one of the things about the podcast is we talk about things we like and didn't like, but we, but we don't like. You know, we don't tear somebody down just to tear them down. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just it's this thing of like. And we're nobody. I mean, you know, we're just a couple of guys who, you know, like to talk about movies and pop culture. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who has a lot of power. Yeah. And that's effective. You know, like, if you say that kind of thing, you're you're affecting other people. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It just really rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, I think it's unfair. And I just disagree with everything that he says, pretty much. Yeah. You know, the, the whole thing about mythology and, and all these things... I mean, does it have an inconsistent, you know, like, uh, antagonist? Maybe, but that's part of, like, what makes it so creepy is that it, we're really not sure what it's going to do one minute to the next. Mm-hmm. We're never given rules for a reason, you know? Yeah. I don't I know. I mean, part of, the, part of the remarkability of the movie is simply the, the its circumstances. Mm-hmm. Kind of like El Mariachi. Yeah. Like, it's not all about the movie itself. This had, like, a whole story. Sure. So, to me, that's part a big part of the appeal. Mm-hmm. I like the movie a lot, but it's all the more intriguing because of what it went through to get where it was. You right. know what I mean? So, <clears throat> it almost seems like maybe he's not taking that into account, or he just doesn't care. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, again, I mean, he's just never been one of those guys to you know, watch what he says or, right. you know, um, he'll offer his opinion on everything. And I just, 
think that that's supremely annoying. Um, I don't know. Uh, frustrating, especially, you know, he's going to have a huge movie come out this year. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make a billion dollars. And, you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it, I think. Yeah. You got anything? No. You want to talk about anything else? Touch on any hard-hitting subjects? Um, so, we've talked a little bit about this before, but our our dues are coming up. Yep. We uh, are up for renewal for SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and it ain't cheap. Yeah. Cats and kittens. Yeah. Uh, and there's also just the general occurrence of... of expenses associated with the sure. podcast whether it be gas or just the shipping uh anything yeah so i mean we're currently trying to raise about 250 dollars mm-hmm. um obviously the more we raise the better because then that offers us to do other things and and you know cover other things right but right now 250 covers are hosting from last year and this year mm-hmm um, which came out of Cameron's pocket because he's a good guy. Uh, um, but we want to recoup those costs. And basically, we love doing this podcast, but it only makes sense to continue to do it if we break even. Right. Uh, and right now we're in the red. So help us out. You can donate to us by uh, going to PayPal and donating to Need a Bigger Show at gmail.com. As always, rate and review the show on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Um, leave us your comments. Talk about the show. Yeah, a big part of it is just opening a dialogue and just you know talking about the things we post, talking about the episodes, which has been great this week. Like there was a lot of talk about the first. You haven't heard that. Yeah. Um, and you know just just participate, participate in the West Craven poll. Um, share share episodes. Tell your friends. Um, this is a lot of fun to do. And, you know, we want to continue to do it for a long time. But a part of that is just getting the word out. And we have a great listener base, but we're always looking to expand. So, for Bigger Show, this has been... Don't be a child. (laughs) This is Mike D. Thank you all so much for listening. We will catch you next week. Goodbye.